Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Hey, welcome to the show today. I know you're all here because of the title. These three exercises you should never do, ever. Well, it's not fully clickbait here. I am going to go over three exercises I really don't see any point in. Um, But let me set it up. I'm not just hating on exercises here. Now, my previous podcast, we talked about exercise selection, when to pick certain exercises, when to use modifications or certain exercises. And when you do use modifications or not full range of motion exercises, you need to make sure that you have other exercises in that program to complement and fill in where you're missing uh, doing partial reps uh, so you don't have muscle imbalances. And I use the squat as the example, although that can be applied to any kind of exercise. Um, so for, for example, with deadlifts, um, you know, I might have someone sumo deadlift ver- or trap bar deadlift versus conventional. And I, again, I prefer conventional, um, but people's you know, bodies are built differently and it's hard to get in that position and really pull with any real strength or efficiency where I can get, uh, I can challenge the muscles just as good uh, in different positions like sumo or, or a trap bar or something like that. However, there are some things you might be lacking and so I want to make sure I get involved. So for example, on a trap bar deadlift, I may not get as much hamstring and low back development as much of a posterior chain as I would with um, a conventional or, or something else. So I would add those in to supplement. Anyhow, that being said, I did get some questions about what exercises should you just never put in or what exercises do you not like, do you not use? Um, and then I got some other questions about, you know, what about this one? What about this one? What about, you know, and, and most of the questions, I'll just answer them generally here. Most of the questions that, that I got that's talked about, you know, can I use this or should I use this? Uh, y- yes. The answer is you can use whatever exercises you want so long as that they have a mechanical rationale for or in your program. And, and just very quickly, if I'm going back to my, my squat, uh, I could use a quarter squat in my programming for runners because they're not necessarily going to ever need to be in a full squat or a full, you know, squatted position. Uh, I still would use a full squat in their off-season, but in their pre-season and in-season training, yeah, I, I, quarter squats would be great, so long as you do some hamstring work and whatever. So that's the, my mechanical rationale for only doing that limited range of motion squat, where I probably wouldn't do that with very many other athletes, and I wouldn't even do it solely with, with that uh, group, only during certain parts of the year. So there's reasons for it. So getting back to today's topic, what exercises will I just not use uh, ever in, in exercise? And and there are there are some caveats here, but I, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give you some exercises that I just don't I don't like. I don't see uh, a reason for. Uh, the first one um, we're gonna get into is let's go back to the squat is squatting on uneven surfaces. Now a few years ago, going back to the late 2000s, you started seeing people squatting on physio balls, 
with barbells. With or without weight, that's not a good idea. It's a cool party trick. Looks good on Instagram. Uh, it is impressive. It does take a lot of strength and stability to do. And you can make an argument that doing so can improve your, your stability. However, obviously the risk-reward ratio is so astronomically high, it is completely not worth it. Don't do it. Now, does that mean you shouldn't ever do anything like that? Things like squatting on a BOSU ball, a little less risky. Still wouldn't backload it with a, a, a huge amount of weight. But getting back, you know, doing some rehab, being on an unstable surface for uh, some specific sports training might be conducive. But I would never do my uh, full, uh, uh, what do you call it? My full um, uh, heavy loaded. <laughs> I could lost my train of thought there. Uh, back squat for that because, uh, again, it's just the risk is too high for injury. So if I wanted to do some sort of unstable squatting, like on a on a foam pad or something like that, it would be body weight and it would be for a specific purpose, like I'm trying to rehab someone back into uh, full strength. Uh, at that point, it, it, it could be useful. Um, Using it in some yoga practices to, you know, to help develop that, that isometric strength um, could, could be useful as well. Uh, so some vibration training or un, uneven surface training is not altogether bad. It's just doing a max effort uh, um, physio ball or BOSU ball or, or uh, rollers. I've seen them on rollers before. Those kind of things should never be done. Don't do it. There's no practical use for that stuff. Uh, and I'm going to throw in a bonus one. This is, this is, I, I was going to do three, but this is, this is a, a bonus one, uh, a max loaded step up. Step ups are great exercises and you can even do a back loaded step up with a barbell on your back or a front rack step up, um, dumbbells, whatever kind of weight you want to use, offset weights, all that's great, but not a max effort step up. Um, those of you who are, were around, you know, Ottawa University, uh, understand probably where I come, where I come from on that one. But, um, the, the main reason is it, you're putting yourself in such a vulnerable position, especially on the way down. If you're strong enough to do, you know, s several hundred pounds to get up, like on a, a one rep max step up, that's great and all, but it really doesn't give you much functional um, ability when you look at the risk reward ratio because when you come down with that amount of weight you're so unstable the likelihood of injury is is just too great um, and, and again uh, so max loaded step ups uh, don't do them step ups great max loaded not great uh, okay so that was your bonus one so so the number two exercise that you just don't just why why <laughs> Um, and I, and I, I, I hope I get comments back. Oh, here's why. Cause I, I can be wrong again. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on everything. Right. But the one that I see, uh, and again, I, I'm basing my answers here off of things that you see on, uh, on Instagram or, or social media that the average population who doesn't understand or doesn't know science and biomechanics and things like that might see and think looks cool and thinks that that's an advanced exercise so I should be doing that uh, but could really wreck themselves that's where I'm basing this off of you know uh, so uneven squats 
or, or unstable squatting positions. Um, the other thing would be, or the next thing would be your kipping handstand push-ups. Now, I don't mind a handstand hold. I don't mind a handstand push-up with your feet against the wall for stability, for safety. Um, I don't understand or can't cannot think of why a kipping handstand push-up would ever be used because you're you're taking an unstable joint your your most lax unstable joint uh your shoulder and you're putting it in an, an extreme un, extremely un uh, compromised extremely compromised position uh forcefully like throwing it up so as you fatigue even if your shoulders give out you may not hurt your shoulder but you're going to land squarely on your neck or you fall forward and yes there's ways to bail out i get it but sometimes that doesn't happen and there's no need to do that exercise because there's a lot of other ways to strengthen that area. Again, regular handstand push-ups. Yes, you could make the argument that a regular handstand push-up is, you know, if you fatigue, you could fall. But at least your feet might be against the wall and you have some stability. You're going a little slower. It's not as forceful. It's more controlled. It's less risk. It's still a high-risk exercise. And I would only use it with clients that have great mobility and superior shoulder strength. Otherwise, just I wouldn't even do that. But I understand where those exercises could be useful or, or could be a good alternative or a fun variety. Um, but the kipping variation, I just don't understand. Um, and I'm not picking on CrossFit. Obviously, that's where you see it the most. And there, it's all it's all over the place on on Instagram. Uh, with CrossFit pages, and I just—that's just one exercise I just can't get behind um, from, from that risk-reward, you know, ratio standpoint. Uh, in, in a competition, I get it. If you're doing handstand push-ups, you know, it's it's a way to knock out several uh, quicker. But again, at what cost? And you can make the argument that yes, it's a super highly advanced exercise and should only be used by certain amount of people. Well. Again, I get that, and I agree with that, um, but even that one, I just think there's just a point at which there's no point. Just like squatting on a physio ball, there is just no point. Yes, some people are able to do it and able to do it well with no problem, but there's just no real practical application, in my opinion. Uh, and then the last one that I want to talk about today uh, is one that... I've done, and I, well, let me just jump into it. It's, it's treadmill sprinting. Now, not like on a, on a wave runner or, or what are the, the real runners, the, the curved treadmills. Those are great. I'm talking about seeing people on a treadmill in a, in a, in a commercial gym, putting up the incline, putting it up to 15, 16 miles an hour and going. Now, a lot of commercial gyms will have a governor on there and they won't go over 13 or 14 miles per hour in a commercial treadmill uh, or will only go up to 15% grade. And that's fine. But even still, when you run now, I, I ran a speed and agility training program a long time ago where we utilized a super treadmill and there was a specific cadence uh, and and you practice getting on and getting off the treadmill while it was moving at full speed. So it's on there, you get the timing down, then you step on mid stride. And 
it was still dangerous even then, even with a spotter. And when we had them going super high speeds, we had them with a harness. So if they did fall, the harness lifted them off the ground uh, and the treadmill shut off. So their likelihood of injury was very low. However, in a commercial gym, you don't have any of the spotters or a, a harness to keep you safe. And so jumping on a, a fast moving treadmill, although the uphill sprints, I think are amazing exercise, just go find a hill outside and do it, right? The, the jumping on the treadmill, um, again, the ones in the commercial gym may not go fast enough to really throw it off, but if you misstep by just a little bit, it takes your legs right out from underneath you and it's just not worth it. Not a terrible exercise once you're on there. It's the getting on and getting off that I have issue with. And therefore, you'll never see me program that. Um, the only time I would program it is if I had a super treadmill um, and so, for example, the super treadmill that I used, uh, was two different ones, uh, for at two different gyms, but the, the last one I used was a, I think a, a Naramco and it was about three feet wide and eight feet long. So you had plenty of room and there was a huge, huge guard handrail and I could stand there. And then we had a harness that, that we used at times. Um, but again, it's something that I've just seen too many people fall off of and they fatigue, they get on there, they get going fast and they fall and they can't get off. It's just, it's one of those ones that I, I did use and back in the day, but I would only use now if I had the full harness and everything. And even then I think just going out and running hill sprints with parachutes or other uh, exercises or, or other things are just superior because the risk is way, way less and equal payoff. I don't know that the payoff and some of those exercises are enough to justify doing it. Um, again, risk versus reward. So there you have it. My three exercises to never do again in the gym. Don't do them. Now, if you want to do them and you have a reason for doing them, let me know. I want to hear, I want to hear what your rationale is for using those exercises and I could learn something. And, uh, I'm going to put uh, some of those comments up and um, we'll talk about it. We'll get a discussion going. That's what I love to do. Have a jazzy morning.